His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolate's yay, Brasileño. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier sounds and that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Brunson, representing Flushing Queens on the map, yeah. What up, what up, it's your boy Brock Bradley coming to you live from the spot over there and there in the fucking cut. <laughs> this is Turnbucks and Brass and Brass Nugs. <laughs> I'm Double B Brock Bradley. This is Double S Scuba Steve. Yeah. She's Double J, just Jesse. <laughs> I just noticed that we were all doubles. someone or fight with someone that's not even my friend. So, promo was good. Uh, it planted planted the old seeds, as some people say, but it was it was short. It was sweet. It didn't take the whole segment, so I did like that part. But it was to sell two other segments coming up. Guys, do you have an opinion on this, or are we going to keep trucking? So far, though, so far, opinion. I mean, it what I thought at the time is still, like, what is this nigga bitching about, man? Like, stop being a little girl and get it together, man. I I agree. I agree. We're going to go smack dab with ex-con Dom, always a treat, and, and mommy, versus Selena Vega and Santos Escobar. I think JJ popped it right out of the gate. Selena, looking in shape, looking good to go. Um have no idea why she's not been a participant in the ring other than just a mouthpiece outside of it. They gave her a lot, a lot of offense against Ripley and especially had a pinfall, if not that ex-con scum Dom with the breakup, but it is always going to be them, Rhea and ex-con Dom win. Opinions, guys. Great job, I think. Um, like, 
you know, you have a good talent here in Santos Escobar. Why are you fucking with it? You have a what? A good talent. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's, that's about it. <laughs> he is a fantastic talent. He really is. He, he, he is unbelievable. Uh, and little, and, and you know, little Selena Vega. You know what I'm saying? Representing he gave for the her Rocks. a lot of offense against Rio, which I felt I liked, but I was surprised because she's going into the to the flur to the flur flur match because we're burr. So. It was a good match, but I agree with you, though. Uh, you, you, you know I'm a big uh, Escobar. I like the group. that They could do more with that group. But uh, right now they're just uh, pretty much uh, kissing ass to uh, Ray um, and saying how great he is, which he is. Um, this, this ends, and then very quickly Dom gets on there. Cannot believe that Dad Dak won't say yes to WrestleMania. But has a plan for next week since the whole family will be there and he will guarantee that there'll be a yes. Um, Don, Don was solid. I can see him getting better on the mic. He's solid. He is no A plus guy on the mic, but he's getting better. He doesn't have to keep pawning off on, on Rhea to get on the mic or. or no, he's playing the heel role like a motherfucking boy. Dude. People that kid is getting heat. <laughs> That kid is getting so much damn heat. You know what I mean? Like, shit. So then we go with... um, JJ, did did you have an opinion on... You mentioned the match. What about the the promo? Oh, I I think he's getting better every day. I'm really... I know we all kind of, like, didn't want to see the him against his dad thing, sort of. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Um... I've been dying to see his bad whip his ass, and they need to hurry up and get with it. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I am just really enjoying seeing his growth, both in the ring, like his ring work has gotten so much better, um, but his mic work uh, has gotten so much better, too. Now, you know what? He's dropped a lot of weight, too, because when I was I was looking yeah. at the fucking one of the things that they were doing on Rey Mysterio... Um, when when him and when like Dom started first coming into the picture when when he was fucking with Brock Lesnar, yeah, yeah. Um, Dom looked very chunky, you know what I'm saying? And he slimmed down. He's gotten into decent shape. Yeah, he's still not a big dude. Like he needs to put some size on, I think, still. But yeah, he's definitely he's progressing. Yeah. Um, speaking of progression and lack thereof, we have Brian's future ex-wife, if he would ever get contact her. Liv Morgan, <clears throat> and double R, Raquel Rodriguez, Smith, Gonzalez, Torres, Nelson, versus Tegan Knox and Emma. Let's just throw this one together. I do like the fact that we are getting some tag teams, ladies tag teams in there. That doesn't require a belt to be on the line. Uh, but this, in my opinion, was somewhat of a glorified squash. Uh Morgan and Rodriguez, who do have some interesting moves together. Um, and I like that because, again, they're specifying them as tag team, uh, even though I think Rodriguez should go singles and, and start winning some damn belts. But 
Solid match. It was basically to get uh, Morgan and Rodriguez over. Any opinions, guys? Uh, once again, still fucking with Emma that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Such a fucking talented female wrestler. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't even understand why she would have come back for this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have been like, nah, man, I'm good. I'll stay where I'm at. Because it don't make no damn sense what's going on right there. You know what I mean? Uh, once again, uh, uh, if Triple H is ever listening to this, please just put it back with fucking Dana Brooke. Let them do the Mean Girl shit. I think that's a good... Then you got another tag team, legitimate tag team that can go for the fucking titles. Um... As far as Raquel and my honey, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's all right. But, like, that whole... Like, how are you going to do a fucking women's showcase, tag team showcase, and the fucking titles are not even on the line in WrestleMania? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stupid. Yeah. JJ? I don't know. I, I really don't have much of an opinion on it. Okay. Now... We proceed to a, <clears throat> excuse me, a segment. KO is saying, fuck this place. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Gets to his car. Sami Zayn is, is pleading with him, tells him how much he loves him, that they're brothers. And KO leaves in a hurry. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll expand on this later, but it was interesting. Then we get into the Charlotte Flair promo. It was decent. It was her and Rhea going at each other. Again, opinions, guys. I thought it was pretty well done. I like you know what I'm saying. It, it was all right, yeah. Uh, as far as women promos go, I think they did a, an okay job. Uh, Charlotte it has never been my favorite promo, true, but she did all right. Um, and you know, Rhea, I think, says all the right things, but. It doesn't matter what you say if the other one doesn't react the right way, so it kind of fucks it up still. I don't uh, think but mic either to oh, be honest with you. You don't think Rhea's good on the mic? I don't think she's the best on the mic. No, no, I mean, but there's a difference between the mic, the best, and, and doing good. And I think what she said was, you know, what I'm saying you could tell that that's something that she was feeling. You know what I mean? And I'm all right with it. Plus, she has a cool accent, which I like. So you know, it just fucking goes with it, but you know what I mean? Uh, it was, but you know, for what it was, it was alright. Alright. So, after oh, that, everything okay? Hey, fucking Tommy Dreamer. Alright, anyway, uh, you know, just for good measure, since before his injury, LA Knight lost to Kofi Kingston, Another double letter. He decides he's going to lose to the other one. And he's going to get rolled up by Xavier Woods. I want to know where the fuck they're going with this. Um, LA Knight, in my opinion, is a... He's good. He's really, really good. The crowd... Yeah, come on. It's just ridiculous. There's so many TikToks and YouTube uh, collages, if you will, or what you want to call it. Uh, of that, but uh, I don't. I don't know where they're going with this. After the match, he he kind kind of fucks with Ray a little bit. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they're doing with it. But for him to lose again, just I, I don't see the point. Are we not going to get a LA moment in uh, WrestleMania, guys? What are your thoughts? 
I don't know what they. I mean, uh, the new day is is going to be in that tag team shit. I'm assuming. I believe so. We can talk about that in a little bit. The tag team uh, showcase shit. So I don't know what they're doing with LA Knight. From what I've heard, uh, they might use him to replace Bray and uh, with Bobby Lashley. Which whatever, either way, you know what I'm saying. Just get something going. Like you know, can we can we fucking you know solidify this fucking card already? You know what I'm saying. Can we say it was uh, all the matches are gonna happen and just keep moving? Uh, no, what? we're gonna we're gonna wait we're gonna wait until uh, maybe the the NXT Friday show and then they'll go ahead and solidify the whole thing. And JJ, my apologies. What'd you think of the match and the direction they're going? I don't know. I mean, I'm glad to see him out there, but I don't know. I think we're all kind of in bewilderment, and I I have to agree with all of us. Then we're getting to the the match that, honestly, I think everyone knew what was going to end up happening, and that is uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, uh, 892nd time they fought each other, but they're always very good. Um, and then the number one contendership for the Intercontinental is there. But once you put Imperium outside, I think it was pretty damn obvious that this was going to end the way it did, which was <clears throat> basically a, d- a double DQ, if you want to call it that, because Imperium gets involved and starts beating up both of them. But it was really funny at the end when uh, they each hit, hit each other with their kick, knocks each other out, and... Gunter comes in the ring and starts lambasting them. Why don't you win the match so I know who I'm wrestling? I mean, come on. He is he is so good. The match was solid. The ending is predictable. Don't like it, but it's predictable. But it was it was them two, they've wrestled a hundred many times. So what was your opinion? I thought it was stupid, personally. I think Gunther is doing a phenomenal job. I really do. But I thought the whole thing of, of him getting in the ring was overly predictable. It was stupid. It was, I don't know. And you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the shitty thing about wrestling leaks and things nowadays in the internet that we find out fucking plans like, you know, days and weeks in advance so that when they do them, it's it's just kind of stupid when you watch them, how they how they implement the plan that we already knew that they were gonna do. Mm-hmm. So it, it just ruins the whole shit. So when you see something clunky like this, like oh they got the WDQ or the double pins, if they done so much fucking hokey ass wrestling shit for this to 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 end up in the, in the same triple threat that they fucking planned a month ago, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't find a better road to get to this place. Right. Yeah, it was just the the hokiness. I I, I agree with you there. Yep. We are all in agreement, but that turns us into three-way at the Intercontinental Belt. Leads us into the last part of our trifecta where Sammy wants to go face-to-face with with Jay and try to talk some sense into Jay. And, of course, this ends up with him getting jumped. That's a good part. Hmm? We're we're getting there, JJ. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, cheers about pacing. Um, oh my God, it's the there's a sound that it goes. Can we get to the good part? And then it's like a little airplane sound. Does it? I, I, I'm honestly, I've never really heard of that. But he, so Sammy gets jumped. The assumption is since Cody's there, he's going to be going to help out. KO's music hits, hits the ring from behind, evens the odds. Then him and Sammy. If I'm not mistaken, do like a little closing. Or excuse me, uh, he fights him off. Jay runs out of the ring. Sammy's looking at him, kind of concerned. And here comes the the best bro man hug of all fucking time. The crowd shit itself, and it, it deservingly so. This this was a nice moment. It it you talk about a story going for a long time and this definitely was worth the payoff um you know it, it was fucking fantastic guys talk to me nah it was really it was you know the, the bloodline shit to date and meaning as of most what was the most recent Monday Night Raw was the most recent uh shit it's still the fucking best thing going you know what I mean uh for the last two years or, or so, it's been the best thing in wrestling. And it may, you know, it honestly, you know, with only Undertaker Kane rivaling it, probably is probably the best story that they've ever told. It, 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 has, it has to be one of the best. Did you, did you like it, JJ? I did. I did. The hug was awesome. I loved it. Still, and then the conversation, you know, the conversation oh. pieces between Jay and and when when yeah. he said what he was going through, oh, yeah. the shit, uh, everything about it was was really well done. You know what I mean? And it still it still lays those seeds of dissension within the the bloodline. And I think after Monday's uh, Raw, it really fucking became apparent. You yeah. got that right, but we're on agreement. It boggles me how they are doing such phenomenal freaking writing with all this bloodline stuff. Every step of the way, facial features, everything that they're doing is just outstanding. And yet you flub something so terribly like the triple threat match, you know? You could have done it a whole bunch of other ways. And you flubbed it so bad. And again, I I give major kudos to to Gunther because he is doing a great job. Like he's really, I don't know, it's like he's coming out of a shell or something. I'm just more impressed with his wrestling. I'm more impressed with his uh, mic work and his uh, like uh, superiority complex that he's has. But it's the arrogance, yeah. The arrogance, yeah. No, and but I like, and then I like the 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 group as a whole because there's still a little like comedy relief in there, you know what I'm saying? With with the with the dude that's always talking, Kaiser. Like he he shows you know he shows a little bit of comedy chops every now and again with, yeah. his, with the shit that he says. Yeah, they're a really cool faction. Yeah. I hope they keep it up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. To- to- totally agree. Totally agree. So that. <clears throat> was a fantastic way to end SmackDown, which I think JJ after that during that man hug was crying a little bit. You know, there was some uh, some pollen in the room, so I, I had a little little issue with my eyes myself. But 
it was it was definitely a good way to end it. So then we reach right around, yeah, to Rampage, March seventeenth. We start off with Powerhouse Hobbs. I guess he's associated with QT Marshall now. Not not sure how they really do that. This was a fantastic little man, big man match, even though there were some spots where Phoenix uh, did some moves on, on to Hobbs that required a ton of strength himself. I mean, Hobbs is a big boy, but Hobbs wins. It was a decent showing, but I think everybody figured out that Powerhouse was not going to lose his, his what, first or second defense. So um, what you guys think? Who was he fighting again? He was fighting Phoenix. F-E-N-I-X. Part of the, oh, triangle, you know, the Lucha Bros. It's not going to be a fight, you know. Uh, Hobbs is, is a good in-ring worker, and then fucking Phoenix is phenomenal. It's not going to be a bad match, but yeah, I mean, you saw it fucking as easy as fucking pie that he wasn't going to lose. Uh, I think they fucked up with that QT Marshall shit. Um, it's, Kind of fucking whack. I, I still, uh, it still floors me the fucking way they took it from Joe for no reason, or gave it to fucking this nigga for no reason. It's just the the, the whole shit has a stain on it. So I'm kind of you know whatever about it. Yeah, I wasn't. Everybody listened. All two of you out there. Uh, I agree. I, I didn't understand the boom boom. Uh, I, I I understood the Hobbs part of it. I didn't understand that. You know, did Joe not want a job for Hobbs? And that's why they did kind of a very quick Saturday, Wednesday turnaround. I, I don't doubt know. it. You know what I'm saying? Joe is fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Joe is always business. I can't see him not wanting a job to nobody. Yeah. I agree. It just some, Something doesn't make sense. But anyway, <clears throat> that's how we're starting off um, the show. Then we have... Uh, Squash match, we got uh, Valkyrie versus Eva Lawless. Uh, again, pretty much squash. It's just to promote her upcoming feud with Cargill. What'd you guys think? You know what? There's something about Valkyrie that I dig. I like her a lot. I do like her a lot. All I said is this is a squashy squash. I, There's I, just I, something about her that, that I fucking dig. And uh, Okay, so... My obligatory TNA rant here really quickly is that, you know, she was signed to TNA, like, uh, she still showed up, but at least until this, this, I guess this was the last TV taping that she was a part of, because they wrote her off in this great way, right? They fucking, so she was in in a fucking uh, uh, beef with a dumb bitch, Uh, no, matter of fact, so she's in a group with two other spooky chicks, right? Oh, yeah. And then they were going up against another group of spooky chicks, but these spooky chicks did witchcraft. And so one of the spooky chicks that she was down with went, you know, fucking ape shit and went look going through the fucking back looking for the other spooky chicks. They come up across a casket. The casket grabs fucking Valkyrie and puts her in, and then that's it. And the other bitch fucking went running away. <laughs> It was so fucking trash, man. You know what I'm saying? TNA, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, man. Anyway. Plus, Tommy Dreamer needs to fucking quit. 
That I won't. That I won't argue. So then we get kind of a semi-squash, if you will. We've got uh, parts of the Jericho Appreciate Society and Angela Parker, excuse me, and Matt Menard to face the Bollywood Boys. Now, Bollywood Boys actually do have a decent record on AEW Dark, but not today. It was a squash to again push the JAS. That's all I'm going to say about it. What do you guys think? Kind of over the JAS. Me too. Also that they, you know, they fucked over my my other boo, my AEW boo. um, Whatever the fuck her name was. I can't even remember right now. How about uh, the blonde? Yeah, Ty Conti's best friend. Yeah, uh, Anna J. Anna J. So, yeah, so I'm well, like, that's whack. Daddy Magic Cool Hand Ainge win. Then I'm. Daniel Garcia beats Brody King thanks to a fucking shot by Jericho with the baseball bat. The match was fantastic till then, but fuck them. I'm tired of these fucking damn interference bullshit. Y'all take it. What do y'all want? Talk to it. Talk about it. What was it again? Garcia put down Brody King thanks to a, a, yeah, a bat, bat shot. Yeah, and no, once again, this is just makes the, J, the bullshit about the JAS, and it's, I'm done with that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you can't come out on top all the fucking time, bro. You know what I'm saying? And even if you build to that fucking end shit, you still can't have them fucking do it every fucking... You know what I'm saying? It was the same shit. It's still that NWO bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't fucks with it. I don't like squashes. JFJ? Uh, I am, I'm also tired of the fucking JAS. I'm just annoying already. You know? No, I, I just, I'm just sick and fucking tired of those type of endings, and it's, it's just more and more and more. Writing, writing, in my opinion. I'll go with that. Um, but let us go to Greener Pastures, March twentieth. Monday night is raw, baby. Um, we start off with a love fest. Love is in the air. For KO and Sammy, <laughs> the crowd is alternating chants for each. Each of them say, hey, I think they like you. This was funny as shit. It leads to very quickly a acceptance of a tag team title match for the uh, upcoming WrestleMania, which at first they were like, no, but then Hothead Jay decided, fuck it, we're going to do it. Um, after some brawling for which the good guys got the upper hand. And then while they are still looking at KO and Sammy, here comes Roman in the big screen that just shows up with Solo and the Wise Man, which we'll get more to later. Guys, promo-wise, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was funny when uh, KO said, I think they just said it, they just, you know, cheer for me because of you. (laughs) Um, everything else was good, and I think that the way that Jimmy said no, and then Jay was the one who accepted it, also 
plant seeds of, you know what I'm saying, dissension. Oh, mama. Speaking of mama, what'd you think? Oh, I thought it was great. Great all around. I thought, again, fabulous writing, making, put, put those seeds in there. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys noticed, like, um, I want to say Sammy said to Jay that he wanted to be um, the head of the table. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy didn't even flinch, like, not even looking at him like he's wrong or he's what? not. It, it was it was there, you know? Yep. Uh, I, 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 every, everything that this story is done, as Brock alluded to earlier, is just, I mean, you talk about the Midas fucking touch. Um, so then we have Austin Theory said, fuck it, since I beat Angelo Dawkins last week, why don't I beat the other Street Profit? He has a match with Ford. Ford has 80% of the offense in this match, but it takes a slam off the top and his finisher, and that's all he needed. Austin Theory with the win. Um, you're not going to have him lose to Ford. I know that, but and Ford had a lot of offense, but it was just like a. I swear the ref got a little thing in the air, and hey guys, we're running long. Let's go because it was Ford, 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 and then whoo, one move, we're done. Theory wins. What'd you guys think? Well, for one, I think it's lazy ass booking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they face one tag team guy, they, then they're going to face the next one the next week. It's stupid. Um, talk about that about uh, SmackDown. Same thing? He did the same thing all the fucking time. Fucking, um... But, you know what I'm saying? He, he had to win, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's building up to a match with John Cena. It's, he has the way more important match, yeah, so he was going to win. Uh, I think that, that they just did... Um, Montez Ford proper by giving him most of the offense so that even in defeat, he was, he came off as strong. Really? Because Dawkins had a I way better like punk bitch than, uh, than Ford did. Well, I mean, no, whatever. I, I, yeah. I don't know. You didn't think so too, honey? What's that? That uh, Dawkins had a way better match with Austin. Oh than- yeah, no. Well, but I will say this: we talked about it at, at while watches. He also had a lot longer match than Ford did. Like I said, this thing just ended up breathing. It just, just, just basically, boom, you're done. Yeah. So it- I don't know what the fuck. Maybe we'll find out. Somebody's tweak something or whatnot. Hopefully not. But I, I don't know if they ran long on the promos earlier. But man, this thing ended just licking his lip. But no. I, I think the Dawkins match was more back and forth and they're talking and stuff, and it made Dawkins come off looking very, very well. This doesn't – I'm not saying that Ford looked terrible in this. I, like I said, he had most of the offense, in my opinion, but it was just a snack, crackle, pop, done, like, so, which is just kind of weird where the Dawkins match had more content in it, I, I, I feel, anyway. But, but you know what, Ford, maybe this is just testing Ford. Who, who knows? So – we get to the Jolly Green Giant from Nigeria. Yes, like I say, Green can look one of these gentlemen. And he uh, squashes Ali. Ali's still doing kind of a super smiley, over-the-top face guy, which I think is fucking hilarious. Unfortunately, right here, it doesn't do much shit because Omos just 
pretty much it, it's not even close. And God bless you, Ali. What did y'all think? I, I, you know, almost whatever. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm so. We just don't like them. I mean, that that's that's the bottom line. But you know, I I will say, you know what I'm saying. As yeah, shitty as a as a match as it was, or it was presented, you know what I'm saying. I still. I'm interested to see how that match is going to play out, considering how not good of a wrestling performer this motherfucker Omos is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How is Brock Lesnar going to carry him, and will he carry him enough to that he doesn't fuck him up, you know, because he got pissed off in the middle of the ring? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um... It, uh... Did, here's one thing I did like. They're carrying through the little nuance of Ali and um, and Ziggles. And that to me is smart. All right. Yeah, no, I, I do like that. And again, I do like the planning of the story seeds with them too. Um, so that will now get us to oh, impulsive TV. Uh, this is just this is wasting my fucking breath. Uh, he knocks out Seth again. Seth comes out beating the fuck out of him, but of course Paul Logan has a bunch of security to kind of get in the way, and he knocks him out again. So, but I could give two flying fucks about this. All right. What do you got? I hate impulsive, so. Hey, that's a that's two for that. Uh, Brock, what did you, I mean, uh, I just don't think they're developing more of a story. They already signed off, so let's just fucking get to it. I don't like that they, that uh, Seth got knocked out twice. Yeah. Well, to me, that's booking a Seth win. Well, I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, once again, the the kid is good at fucking getting heat. Um, He does all right inside the ring. We've seen him, you know, put on a performance a couple of times, you know. So I'm willing to give him the shot, see what he does. You know, again, I have praised him. Athletically, he's done just a fantastic job. It's, you know, maybe it's just this storyline of Jimmy. You had said it before, Brock, about th- this is a match that they were talking about months ago. So it's kind of like, all right, let's just fucking get there. And then uh, Johnny Gargano against Exton Dom. JJ had said earlier about his improvement in the ring. And this match now, again, you know, Mr. Wrestling, that'll happen. This is a really good fucking match. Um, I don't understand the Gargano loss going into the Grayson Waller match. I, I don't, I really don't know. Um, little shenanigans here and there, but you're dealing with the uh, 
excuse me. You're dealing with Escom, Dom, Priest, and the boys. So that was, uh, you know, that was going to happen. But uh, solid match. You're not going to have Escom, Dom lose this match. But couldn't they have shoved Ziggles into this instead of Gargano having another fucking loss? Guys, what do you think? Uh, that I agree. Yeah, and, and uh, side note, I thought the fucking Waller invading this dude's house was stupid. Oh, God, please. That was, dude, you're not tr- – you remember the Triple H Orton angle that that happened? It's like, you're not them, dude. Don't try. And it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was the worst jump job ever because he was getting his ass kicked most of the time. No, and then in front of his wife and kid, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. some bullshit. But I wouldn't let nobody fucking play me like that on TV or none of that like, bullshit. And then fucking, they're not uh, Stone Cold and Brian Pillman either. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the Stone Cold uh, Booker T in the in the grocery store. But anyway, JJ, the match. What did you think? Um, same thing. I think you guys did. I, I like I, like we said, the wrestling technically was great. I thought it was good. Um. I I really dislike seeing him lose, especially when he's gonna go up against Waller. I think he needed that win. Uh, I don't know. No. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you could have you. I I would have just booked it with someone else. I know that they're not gonna give Escondam a a loss, even though there's a ton of near pins with this shit. Uh, but. I don't know. Gar- Gargano has been. I, I see on TV, guys. I think he's lost more than he's won. To be honest, who so, Gargano? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's definitely lost more than he's won. And so, that's not, especially when you have a great wrestler. Yeah, I err. Not happy. So we get. It do it a lot. It pisses me off. Yeah. Big. Well, somebody's got to lose, but again, I think there could have been some better options in there. Uh, next is uh, JJ's Super Crush. It is the double R, Rhea Ripley. Comes out, uh, does a meh, promo. It's okay. But then, really enough, damage control comes in, supposedly, because Bailey's pissed. Because if anyone should be asked advice about beating Charlotte Flair at a WrestleMania, it would be her. So they barred back and forth. Uh, it looked initially it's going to be a three-on-one. Um, but during the match, Lita, Becky Lynch, and Stratus show up to help out. And Rhea, of course, scores the win with the Riptide. Now, I like the interaction afterwards. Rhea's kind of eyeballing Becky and kind of does the fingers to her eyes, to Becky's eyes, like, I'm watching you, watching you, so – Nice, nice little seed there. But uh, the match, I mean, you're going to have a good match with these two ladies. They're, they're fantastic. Um, uh, Becky definitely had to get, excuse me, Bailey had definitely had to get the loss because there's no way you're going to have Rhea lose. But Bailey did have a, a ton of offense, similar to where she gave a lot of offense uh, on SmackDown to uh, Selena Vega. So really well done. What did you guys think? I thought it was a good match, actually. It was one of those things, you know, like there's matches that you really want to see of yeah. people. It was one of those where I didn't know I wanted to see it, but I'm glad I saw it. Because Bailey's great in the match, 
in a, in a, in a wrestling, you know? And, and I think we talked about this, you and I, I feel like they're doing a, an outstanding job overall. Um, like constantly building on what's going to happen with WrestleMania, you know? Bringing in uh, damage control against the chicks, you know? What do you think they're double, double, double B? Brock. Did we lose? Did we lose it? Now, uh, it fucking... Alright, so... It was it was a surprising heel versus heel match, which they rarely do. Uh, yeah, it absolutely. was almost like... It was almost like, wow, for real? Okay, I, I fucks with that. Now... But Bailey's too good for that. You know what I'm saying? For You know, to put her in a fucking really good-ass match... <laughs> For nothing, you know what I mean. But whatever, it was good. Uh, I'm kind of over damage control. Yeah, they, they need to either recruit or just change some shit altogether. So I mean, it's... I think they just need to split, and you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. find other. You know, EO needs to be by herself doing a fucking thug thizzle. Bailey needs to be fucking. She needs to be more serious, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck all that fucking stupid shit, man. Fuck the ding dong. Fuck all that stupid shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Just be serious. I'm the best bitch fucking wrestler. That's it. Just I like when 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 Becky did the man shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she needs to go a similar route. I like the ding dong. I'm okay with that. Um, but I do agree that they need to separate. The problem is uh, the other dumb chick, the other Aussie, sucks. And there's, she needs somebody. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, okay, well, for what I don't think she sucks. She did, you know. I, I watched, like I was saying, I was watching the the, the May Young Classic, and you know, she did a thing. You know what I mean? She actually beat uh, Rhea Ripley in one of them rounds. Surprisingly, yeah, you look that up. Yeah. She's yeah. wrestling, she's fine, but it she has no personality, nothing to offer as far as you know. But I just think that they don't give her a chance to talk. You know what I'm saying? Every time she's in the ring, the, the other bitch is talking. Uh Bailey's always yakking. So I mean, I, I think she'll be alright, you know. Um but yeah, I mean she might need another fucking bitch to cling on to, you know. That's fine. Whatever. As long as the other two are doing what they gotta do. So then we get to Ricochet versus Chad Gable. Now, Chad, ladies and gentlemen, as you, as you may know, uh, is coming off a one-match winning streak, which I hope everyone marked on their calendar. He had Otis with them. Well, there was a little conversation between Otis and Chad. Basically, Otis had to make a choice. He chose the Alpha Academy. But he was fascinated at his freshly manicured fingernails through this whole match, which bothered Chad Gable for some reason. You know, don't worry about the extremely talented Ricochet who can jump at a dime at any point in the match. Just uh, loses focus. Ricochet takes the W because Otis has the leader of the maximum 
male models, Dupree, to come out. And entices him to go to the back and leaves Chad Gable alone. So Chad ends his winning streak at one. What did you guys think? Oh, man, it's another one where it was a really good match, and it just sucks that it was under shitty, like, no consequence circumstances. Like, you could have made that a fucking big fucking match. Agreed. JJ? I don't know. It was all right. I mean, it was a good match. It was just pointless, you know? Again, a good match, you're going to get a good match because you're they're great, yeah, you know, very talented, but meh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I, I, I understood it though. This is definitely a 100% build of Otis character, I guess. But so we get done with this, and, and JJ, you you said it, and uh, I maybe even glossed over it based on the ending. But this was a very good match. You're absolutely correct. So then we have the mandatory, it seems like, match for which a champion and their actual opponent for WrestleMania are going to tag in Asuka and Bianca Belair. How many times have we seen this? Chelsea Green and a surprise partner of Piper Niven. Um, not sure what's going on with Carmella. Carmella, excuse me. But uh, this, it was okay. Uh, there wasn't a lot of stuff, but uh, at the end, what it did do, it brought Asuka's heel because after the W, she decides that she's going to go ahead and attack from behind. The funny part was this, this is still getting cheers from the crowd. So this heel turn did not quite work as well as they anticipated. The match is okay. Um, hopefully, Carmella's okay because that was the original advertised partner. Um, JJ, what'd you think about the lady? I. That's all I got to say. Brock? Uh, um, what do I think about this? Um, I like Chelsea shit still. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to Carmella. They fucked that up already. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like I don't feel like they're making the build for Asuka and and this and and yeah. um, what's her face the way they should. Like it's kind of an afterthought when you think about it. Matter of fact, they're not really building any of the women's shit really well. Uh, they are definitely building. I'm sorry, Jim, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think they're doing a better job with Charlotte and and what's her face. Agreed. That's what I was gonna say. Um, but definitely not Bianca and Oscar. Which unfair in my eyes to Oscar. I've made it clear. I think Bianca's great. I'm just sick of her. I don't think she's. Uh, I don't know. I just don't find her champion worthy. Now you know. For a little while she was, and now it's kind of she's fizzled out, and I think the fans see it too. That's probably why they didn't. There was more pop when Oscar hit her. It's never a good sign as a booker or agent, whatever the heck they want to call themselves, when they're hee 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 
we're going to turn Asuka on her and they're going to boo her out of the building and she jumps her from behind and everybody cheers even more. It's like, holy fuckeroni, dude, that backfired. They needed to do a little more than this, I think, if they were going to turn her. That's just... Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, they're going to meet in the ring for uh, for the final segment. Travel Chief had Solo because a little earlier in the night, after some heartfelt discussion, he has the Tribal Chief gave the Usos the rest of the night off. There's a smorgasbord of food in this luxurious uh, tour bus, I guess. Um, they talk back and forth. Um, and <laughs> the nightmare comes out, and we talked about seeds and such, and talked uh, it about how the family is turning and going to continue to turn all the way against the tribal chief. Now, also... Well, before, I mean, before that, that's interrupt you there, Scuba Steve, but before that, you had to make mention of the fact that how Jimmy had said something to the effect of, you know, I'm tired of fucking, you know, saying everybody asked me about my brother and then blaming it on me. And then, you know, like, just when you thought the tribal chief was about to get at him, then he ended up saying, I'll never forgive Sami Zayn for this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he kind of cooled his, his britches, and then, you know, he talked to to Jimmy, okay. to Jay very briefly, but, you know, I thought it was interesting that the wise man asked him if he, you know, found out what he needed to find out, and he was like, yeah. Also, the way that he said "I love you" at the end was yeah. it's just something about that shit. You know what I'm saying? That was very <laughs> dramatic and yeah. So again, you know, the bloodline shit killing it, and then so now you get to the end ring when the, when these niggas is talking, and uh, me and Double J were talking about the fact that we were paying attention to the wise man's face the whole time that Cody was talking. Yeah. And he looked so super pleased. And I don't know if that was that he was loving what he was seeing, like, in real life, and he couldn't, like, change his expression. Like, that was his, you know what I'm saying, like, real-life expression, watching what was unfolding in front of him. Or is there, you know, another underlying, you know, uh, story niche there? But it, it was very fascinating that he was, like, so fucking happy looking throughout the whole fucking promo. Uh- I've said it from their first encounter. I feel like Cody will win and then uh, Paul will be on his side for several reasons. That's definitely one of them. The way he's talked to Cody on several occasions. Um, But also, um, if you think about what Cody said, he said, the first person he said, you're going to wake up the next morning without a wise man and then he went on with the rest of the family uh but he took uh paul out first in in his thing and then paul's face and then the other thing was um uh, uh babe you had mentioned it how um in their first encounter paul was saying oh you know you won't make it because you won't have something. You don't have, yes. He could not handle the schedule and the lifestyle as double champ because he does not have a Paul Heyman in his corner. Right. Oh, you're going to go back to being an advocate is what he said. Yeah, he he did. That's a good point there, JJ. He did kind of, he basically said, uh, you know, Mr. 
Heyman, we're talking right now, you know, and, and like you said, kind of put him in his place. But it, it's just – and then Roman just walks. He just kind of puts his head down and, and, and goes for the – for the uh, leaving the ring, going up the upper end. And Solo – But then, guy. you know, we got to – again, you know what I'm saying, first that – uh, Cody had approached Solo while the, the while Roman was still in the ring, telling him, yeah. you know, say so you've been eyeballing me this whole time, you know, say so if you want it, you know, what I mean, let's go, but you're not ready for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the fact that he kept talking shit to him after they walked out, Solo walks back in and was about to go for the spike, and then it stopped by uh, the tribal chief. Yeah. Which, as we said uh, the other night, lays all types of seeds. You know what I'm saying? The seed that you know now Solo has a, a gripe with the with the tribal chief for stopping him, and it also shows that the tribal chief like believes what Cody said that he wasn't ready. It, it could cause so many divides. It's in the we, and it's going to make us keep watching. You know. Now, interestingly, now that we've opened that can of worms, now does that should the 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 all that come into fruition? Does that mean an instant heel turn for Cody, or do they run Cody with the wise man as a baby face thing? I'm leaning the baby. I don't think you heal him out just yet. It's gonna be tough to heal him out, just like they're. they're it's gonna be tough to heal out Oscar. There's going to be a lot of components that have to happen for that shit. I don't know, because I in uh, the wise man, if the wise man turns on this on uh, the on Roman that night, so that Cody wins, I think that might be instant heat for Cody. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it would be, because then he won... Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't really earn his victory. He he had a plan, you know what I mean? The wise man had to do something for him to win. But we'll see. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Anyway, so we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. You said it right. That's awesome. Where were we? Uh, where were we, Scuba Steve? We were we were pretty much finished up with uh, with the with the raw, uh, with the Cody, with the planning of the dissension of Solo. Jimmy, not you know, kind of went in a little as far as uh, his brother. So, and and what Brock brought up about. Kind of snapping on the uh, tribal chief. You know, everybody blaming me about Jay. I'm about to, I blame Sammy. Caught himself, so that's a good catch by Brock. So that ends our Raw is War, which brings us to last night, March 22nd. Dynamite. Pretty Tony's birthday. What's that? Pretty Tony's birthday. Yes, Pretty Tony. Oh, I forgot. It rolls off, doesn't it? Pretty Tony. Pretty Tony. His birthday, happy birthday. Pretty Tony. Enjoy that PlayStation card, kid. So, 
Um, Happy birthdays on. to uh, Pretty Tony and Double uh, S Scuba Steve. Yeah, kind of an age gap, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Punk little kid. <laughs> uh, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So we start off dynamite with a very interesting Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Grandpa Sting. What the hell? Kip Saban, Butcher and the Blade. I love the fact, of course, we all know that Grandpa Sting, and, and I, I do not mean that in negative fashion because at 66? Five. 65, this cat can still do some short bursts of work and look damn fucking good doing it. But, of course, he paints his full face. Darby paints half his face, so Orange, Orange decides to paint like the middle of his face. Like, not give a shit. It was great. Um, I, I think this was a, it was a very fun, good match. There, I mean, there's there's still the gimmick between Cassidy and Kip Sabian, who I think is totally underutilized, but that seems to be the theme sometimes nowadays. Um, the faces win it, and yes, it, Sting is sixty-four. Damn you! It looks good. Looks good. But they uh, they end up winning, and unfortunately, we have to. Have Kip take the uh, a couple different finishers ending off uh, the match. Uh, it was a good match. They butcher and blade. I, I please do some with these gentlemen, please, or let them go back to Independence and, and kick ass. But uh, solid match to start the day. What do you guys think? Whoa. Well, I think butcher and the blade should go to WWE. Um. And do what? And be a tag team. Tag team back again. I no shit, Sherlock. But they're but not. WWE, WWE they, loves them big ass niggas, man. They're not gonna get over though. But so what? They're not getting over now. They're not gonna be. They will, cause they yeah. like the big niggas. Simple as that. All right. So, uh, um, JJ, but, what you think of the? Hold on. I thought you were done explaining. Go ahead. No, no, but the only other thing is, um, oh no, but here's a couple of things. You know, so I found it funny that the the funny thing about what this nigga had on his face was was Tony Shav- uh, or Taz having to explain it to Tony Schiavone. He said, "His what is you know?" He's like, "I, I see the paint on on Darby Allen's and, and Sting's face, and I understand it, but what is uh?" Orange Cassidy have on it. This nigga's Taz very, you know, like Stankly said, it's an OC. He's Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and then Taz has to be like, oh, yeah. So I thought that was funny. I also thought it was hysterical as much uh, Orange Cassidy stick as that Sting did. Yeah. Like he did the real fucking, like, whatever, chest pound and shit like that. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. He, he does need to fucking hang it up. I, I would, that that was the first thing on my mind when I saw it. I said, you know what, Sting? Yeah, that's that's good enough, my dog. You're wearing a t-shirt and and some cargo pants to the ring now. It's time to wrap it up. You know what I mean? We call it a career. Um, 
And there's, you know, uh, and there's there's several cats out there nowadays. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, you need to fucking call it quits. And it's not that they can't go or anything like that, but you know, it's it's just that's it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's done. Okay. Learn when to hang it up. Fucking Tommy Dreamer, dude, fucking hang it up. Well, there's definitely people that uh, need to wrap it up. That's for sure. So, JJ, what were your feelings about this this match? It was good, I, and I'm glad to see that they're putting Butcher and the Blade out there more often. Um, even though they're losing, but they're getting more uh, screen time. Uh, I agree as far as. And I'll be honest, Jericho's getting on that line too. Stop being fucking selfish. Go take your fucking old ass. Go play music and get out of there already. Let the young guys have time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Uh, Jericho, the Wizard, the Ocho, the Lionheart. Uh, I was a Jericho-holic for a long time, but I went to meetings. Um, he he's uh, he is pushing it. You're absolutely correct, and I I hope he still can go. He just short spurts, um, but I, I hope he gets to the point when he gets to the point where he can't even do that. That he's smart enough to back off, go away. You know, and it's not even that they can't because uh, Sting is still impressive in the ring, especially for his age, and I'm sure the abuse that his body's taken up until now. Um, Jericho definitely he's still great in the ring but there's a time that you need to say that's enough let me you know go start enough writing. is enough yeah and it's time for a change oh you know help the younger guys you know make the business better just stay the fuck still and stay in the back and I think he knows that I mean look he's he put over action and dreading he's lost twice clean uh, uh, I'm a jackass for not knowing Mr. fucking New Orleans here. Bonchambone is his, is his finisher. Starks. Ricky Starks. Put him over twice. Clean. Twice. So, I think he's aware of it, but again, uh, you know, to be in the position they've been in Yeah, but so no, but he is the, you know, it's one thing to fucking take the L, but then he has to fucking do a beatdown at the end, so he comes out on top anyway. It, it's always uh, the bullshit. The, J, the J-A-I-S. Ugh. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- this match is good, and and uh, again, I, I like, I, I love the stick between Sting and and the and the uh, OC there. Uh, we get to the, I'm gonna have a segment here, the the puke of the night. Gonna go to the guns, the ass boys, fuck them, face top flight. Um, top flight has been super hot and forty. They're running into their second loss in as, as, uh, as many weeks. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. And, and I'm coming from a fat boy angle. Darius has put on a couple. And it doesn't help the fact he's put on a couple. If you look at any picture of him about three to four months ago, he may be six. But then his brother's a skinny little fucking ninja that can jump off of anything. Uh, this was just... The guns being the heel douchebags, which seems to fit them absolutely perfect. Uh, thank you to uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven for 
jumping on the screen for about two minutes. Uh, the kingdom comes out, interferes. Uh, they have been warring with the uh, top flight, but are in ROH. So they come out. That leads to the 310 to Yuma. And unfortunately, the ass boys retain. But this had really nothing to do with that. Um, this had to deal with the aftermath when FTR, which everyone that has internet of any kind knows Dax Harwood has said that their contract is up in April. They come out and immediately the guns uh, are like, fuck you guys. There's nothing you can say or do that's going to make us put the titles up. And they go through an array of ideas. And then finally Dax says, fuck this. If you beat us, we will leave AEW. Now my, my, Opinion, I have zero credibility of fact here. I think that a contract has probably already been signed, and if not, then Tony Khan's an idiot, which is going to make everybody put money on the guns, and I think that FTR will end up taking that because they ain't going nowhere. Um, I I just I hate the fucking guns. I just can't stand them. Uh, they are getting better each week, but that's still being the tallest fucking midget. Um, I'm not a fan. I didn't. I don't like the fact that Top Flight got beat the way they did. It wasn't a ton of offense for them. It was some, but not a lot. Um, but it was too leapfrog us to the FTR match, guys. What do you think? Yeah. Don't speak at once. Uh-oh. It's my vomit. It's my vomit moment of the week. Yeah, I agree. BB. You know, it's... Fuck, man, I get a headache when I think of shit like this. Okay, so... These niggas eat on them shit, and, and what, what pissed me off even more was that somebody had the... Matter of fact, it was FTR who had the audacity to say that these niggas were going to be the future of the tag division. But the niggas is both trash, you know what I'm saying? They look trash, they say, they talk trash, everything about them is trash. They're like, Smith, where would they be? Like, exactly. You know what I mean? There would be no way. These motherfuckers, and then this is what pisses me off about heels, and you know what I'm saying? I, I'm okay with a nigga being a heel, or being a dorky duck heel, but like, just I hate this fucking inability to deal with reality. You know what I mean? So, yeah. this motherfucker comes in, and he starts saying, nobody wants to listen to you, and nobody likes you. Like, bitch, nobody likes you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He was talking. You know what I'm saying? That's the dumbest thing he could have said. And then he got all all screamy and excited. Everything about that fucking, their part of that fucking promo pissed me off. Now, it is interesting to me, and and you're right, they're probably just planting the seed of dissension, thinking that the FTR will be leaving. And then, you know what I'm saying, end up not leaving. But to me, I'd rather see him leave, to be honest with you. Who, FTR? Yeah. And go where? Do what? Go back to WWE. <sighs> They're a bigger name now. You know what I'm saying? The, it, it, you know what I'm saying? It's harder, it was a harder position for them to come up. Remember, they came up through the NXT system and then went to, w, and went to the main roster, which was Vince, you know, uh, running and shit. Now, now they've gone away and become five-star FTR or seven-star FTR, 
they can't. They're not going to be treated the same way. You know what I'm saying? They they can't be. And if they, you know what I'm saying? If they, but what I would understand in my contract when I'm negotiating these things, it would it would be like, yo, you can't fucking make me look stupid. You know what I mean? That would have been the first fucking thing that would have been uh, a part of the negotiation. Um. So. I, I yes, go back to WWE. Let me tell you something. You know what I mean? Just to prove that WWE is where it is. Remember, you know, what I'm saying this is the every all these companies have their their own special fucking main thing that's supposed to be their WrestleMania. But there's only one fucking WrestleMania, and it's so fucking big that every other fucking company goes to the same fucking state that they're in and plan shows all around WrestleMania. So as big as, as as well as AEW has done to, to make fucking people, you know, who were rejected by WWE initially have a home and I'm all for them being there so that they that these wrestlers can have options and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, WWE is the show and it always will be. So if you if I like a guy, that's where I wanna see him. I wanna see him in the biggest fucking arena possible. Man, that was some passion. I am impressed, BB. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried that if they go, just like Butcher and the Blade, they're going to be fucked like Ali and Mansoor and a whole bunch of other people that are there and just get fucked time after time, you know? They're not. Yeah, but once again, those you got to think that none of these cats had any kind of negotiating strength. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have nothing to go with. You know what I mean? Whereas these cats do now. You know what I'm saying? They've earned fucking status somewhere else. They've become bigger names in wrestling as a whole. It's leverage that they could use when negotiating a contract so that shit like that doesn't happen. Now, the Butcher and the Blade would have to fucking go through a different experience than FTR would, but still, I think they'd be in a better place. I mean, Considering what they're doing here, I'd rather be be doing looking stupid in WWE, to be honest with you, than looking stupid in AEW. I don't know. That's a tough sell. I'm gonna agree to disagree. So we will agree ourselves to the next uh, section here. If our wonderful feline here will get out of my way. Thank you. This is the... All right, so we go from my segment of... Just to... Pause a second. I'm sorry, because I think we need to let everybody know that we have three of the most um, needy cats when they want to be. Which is three cats too many, in my opinion. It doesn't matter what you think. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So we go. So we go from my first, my mouth segment of the week to I love this shit segment of the week, and that is the FTW Champion of the World, or just New Jersey, Hook against it's Stokely Brooklyn. Hathaway. What's that? They're from Is Brooklyn. It? Well, I thought Tash was Jersey. No, oh, Red Hook. Bam Bam. Sorry. All right. Well, 
Excuse me, Jordan. Bam, bam, Diamond Dallas Page. A couple of other cats are from Jersey, but... I I stand corrected, uh, Garden State. Taz is from Red Hook. So because of the fact that Matt Hardy lost a hook last week, Hathaway has to face Hook one-on-one. The firm is not allowed near ringside, which is interesting due to the fact that this is a no-disqualification match. Yet they cannot come to ringside. I would go to ringside and say to Q, and you can't. So anyway, Stokely, you talk about she, JJ hit perfectly on facial expressions of like bloodline. Hathaway's expressions in this match was on fucking point. He comes in kind of loud and proud, which kind of surprised everyone, including myself. But he has a note. Um, he has gone, evidently, to welcome back Carter yeah, style. This nigga had a note and, from a doctor. <laughs> he is not medically cleared. And also, not only that, he is retiring from physical professional wrestling. Now, he then... Gives the note to the referee who gives it to the ring announcer. I don't know if he's in charge. It is a receipt from Wingstop. So, uh, basically, written on there was he's sick, and it's on. Um, We are getting too used to this fucking uh, fire extinguisher spot, Uh, but that's the only offense that Hathaway has. I'm going to give him a shitload of credit because he took some pretty solid bumps in this match for someone that is not a quote-unquote professional wrestler um including one against a exposed guardrail in the ring which pretty much uh wins it uh but he he took some he took some good shots the only shot he got in was the fire extinguisher uh funny part of this match was probably the firm in the back between matt or the conversation matt hardy and ethan page was fantastic. Uh, the match itself, exactly what you would think it would be, uh, super squash. Uh, but thumbs up to to Stokely. That was that was that's a way to take an ass beat, guys. What'd you guys think? Talk to me. Well, the funniest fucking thing was was while this nigga was walking down, like this, like every time he turned his back, they would be like, oh, and, you know, like every time he would look back at them, they were like, yeah, 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 and then when he turned around, they were like, oh, this nigga's fucked. <laughs> I thought that was the best shit of the whole shit. And then when this nigga said something about Tupac, it was just. He's funny. And I think they, they're still doing a good job, you know, building Hook up slowly but surely. They gave him, they're giving him more range. Definitely, definitely, especially that um, that Hardy match. I think yeah. they did. They, they they did. JJ's noticed that, and um, I like it. And I I was thinking a while back, taking notes. Hook, and you have Cargo. Both are undefeated. Both are. I don't know if an FTW, you know, whatever champ, but they're both middle range champs. But what I've seen. Hook expand from when he started versus what Cargill has expanded from. I think it's leaps and bounds where Hook has improved tremendously versus what Cargill Cargill is staying status quo. We'll talk about her in a little bit. As far as 
what she can do in the ring. She's more fluid doing those four or five maneuvers, but that's all she does. Where Hook, and it could be that, uh, that has kind of expanded his repertoire, if you will. But I like the match. Uh, I guess this is going to lead us to an Ethan Page Hook match. I'll be honest, I thought they already did once, but I could. I think it might have been the tag team match with Jungle, Jungle Boy. Uh, but I, I would I would watch that. I, I think Ethan Page is very underutilized, so it'd be good to get him a little spotlight with Hook. Um, I think yeah. Ethan Page could okay. fuck with Banks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they almost starting little stuff like that. I think Matt Hardy's stirring the pot because he don't want to be there no more. So I could definitely kind of see something, something with that. Uh, but then Adam Cole Bebe. He is going to be back in the ring next Wednesday. At this point, we don't know who. He comes out. He has turned 110% babyface. Um, even when he was a heel in AEW, he was still being cheered. So I don't know if I, I could really say 100% turn because I think they're already cheering him. Before he can talk to us about story time, here comes... Mr. Garcia. So, Daniel Garcia comes out, starts spewing a bunch of shit. Since uh, Cole's been gone, he has gained a ton of respect. He's gained wins over superstars, uh, most notably, of course, Brian Danielson. And that uh, this sets up the return match. It will be Daniel Garcia versus Mr. Adam Cole Bebe. On Wednesday night. What would you guys think? I kind of like it. Uh, let's be honest. Cole's winning. Uh, Garcia, I think, is a very talented person in the ring that will definitely give him a quote-unquote test, but at the end also make him look very good in a definite win. Guys? I agree. I think it just goes back to that. I'm fucking tired of JAS and everybody in it. Uh, this kid, this kid, for some, you know, like, I like him and then I don't like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is. He just rushed me the wrong way, even though I know that he's good. So, I, you know, fuck him. Well, that's your preference. So, we get done with the big announcement. Um, again, the, the stuff that Adams, you know, I came back for you, came back, I missed, blah, blah, blah. So, here comes Stu Grayson back on track. I think he was back next week. He's back again in singles competition. As we continue the storyline of the Dark Order's war with the combat club, the BC of C, this was a fantastic match for a couple reasons uh the first john mossy didn't bleed yeah i don't don't know why this is a how unbelievable yes oh man that fucking that that fucking thing that you sent me on facebook where you click on his picture and he starts to bleed (laughs) oh man (laughs) that was so fucking funny Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know, social media, you can send a, send a friend, a loved one, a picture of John Moxie. It says, touch John Moxie. As soon as you touch his picture, he bleeds. I love it. 
but this was a was, was a solid solid match throughout. Uh, they are definitely healing the hell out of the BCC, which makes it a lot easier because Brian Danielson's not in the mix. He's a hard one to kind of heal over. But uh, they gave Stu a lot, and I, he deserves it. This guy is talented. Um, it's good to see him back. Good to see him back with, of course, the uh, the Dark Order. Um, but finally, the uh, top row Death Rider wins it for Mox. Um Loved it. Um, this will lead to something we're going to talk about a little later. But uh, what did you guys think? What was uh, what was more impressive, possibly Stu Grayson or the skin above uh, the forehead of John Moxley? Talk to me. I I had never seen the guy, but I was impressed with the match. No, I think I think the majority of the Dark Order was were good. In ring performance, you know what I mean? Because that little fucking powerhouse nigga, he's fucking good as shit. I love that son of a bitch. Um, even even Ludo in his wackness, you know what I'm saying, has has had some decent shit. So, yeah, Stu Grayson is is, is a good hand or whatever. But I like what they're doing with the, the with the BCC. BCC. I, I can't argue that. J of J of J of But I don't J, think they're going to go full heel. You know what I'm saying? Like, something tells me that they're going to do heel shit, but the crowd will still fuck with them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think they'll ever go, like, full, full heel. Yeah, because, I mean, you already kind of have a super heel trio with uh, the House of Black, right? Um, Even I them, was, I don't think that they're, they're... People love them. Yeah, so I was like, unless you hear, unless, unless they do, and and then you'll know that that's why they did it. Unless they do one of those, like, you know how (laughs) they do a shit on the crowd promo. Yeah. Unless they do one of those, I think they'll just be heelish, but never full heels. JJ. I just I think heels are over more. People like the heels now more. Yeah. They I don't like the tough guys. And that's where I worry about Cody because he's too um too good two shoes, too um John Cena ish, you know. But that's why I, the association with Paul would work greater if they went heel. I well, I think it would look, it would work fine if he was baby. I mean, yeah, Rock was baby for how long with with Paul in there? But it'll give it'll give him a little bit of an edge, plus a a, a good mouthpiece. <laughs> All right, so we get to uh, Sky Blue, whose winning percentage not on television. Uh, basically, let's just say her winning percentage on. YouTube is about 80%. Her actual winning percentage on regular television between Dynamite and Rampage is probably about 10%. Unfortunately for her, this is Wednesday night. Huh? It's so sad. She's talented as fuck, uh, but she's facing Tony Storm of the Outcasts. So we got the Outcast name again. I, I don't mind it. Um, 
Tony Dominic saw the match, but uh, I tell you, they they do give Sky Blue. She she got out of the way of the uh, hip attack or butt. That's that's what does she call the the ass attack? Like Oscar's the hip attack, where she she puts her butt in the face, like runs. What what does Tony call it? You know what I'm talking about, Brock? I thought it was the butt attack. Is it butt attack? Hey, God bless him. Uh, but. Push comes to shove, Storm Zero happens, and Tony takes the win, which nobody was even questioning. They're about to spray paint poor Sky Blue until Willow, Nightingale, and Rio run them off. So I guess this may lead us to some trio matches for the ladies with Sky Blue, Willow, and... uh, uh, I always forget her name. I just said it too. Sky... Rio, I, she's just so tiny. Like, you just put it in your purse or something. Like, here, here, here's Rio. She's in my purse. Uh, but they run them off. We're going to have a six-woman tag. This match was solid enough. But this was just a storytelling match. That's all it was. Um, what did you guys think of the match? Am I overlooking the match because of the ending or what? I think the... I think the, the the way that they ended up doing this exposed how whack their fucking women's division is. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. They, you know what? I, I'm gonna. I am gonna argue a little bit. I think their women's division is decent, but I just don't think it's booked worth a fuck. It's really not though. It's really not decent. I mean, think about it. They got six bitches. That's it. And then a couple and a bunch of fucking you know maybes. I think a little more than six, but they do have a shitload of babies. I will not argue that one. I agree, but how do you, what do you, as a booker, as a company, it's your job to make those maybes into that six or into a top 10. That's your damn job. Well, they don't either. I'm, I mean, Sky Blue's not bad in the ring. There's, uh, what's the other one? It's Red something, Ruby Red. Ruby. Oh, no, no, you talk about uh, uh, Red, Red Velvet. Red yeah. Velvet. Solid. Yeah. Sir Hogan. They've you know, got solid talent. It's just they're not doing anything with any of them. They need to fucking push certain people. Willow is damn sure one of them. Um, what's her name? Who's who is the world champ for ROH? Uh, I always want to call her WWE name. Uh, Athena? Is that what they're calling her here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's fucking talented as all get up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, pull the fucking trigger on Cargill, for God's sake. Put somebody in the fucking... Now, yes, she's faced uh, Ruby Soho. But put, put her again with, with the outcast or whatever. Put, uh, put her with Britt. Let's see what this, let's see what this girl can do. Because her physique is fantastic. She is five and a half out of ten on the mic. She ain't great on the mic, but she ain't, she's getting better. I see improvement on the mic. And plus, you got uh, half, well, not Hathaway, the the, uh, the lawyer, Sterling. You got him with her. He could be the damn mouthpiece. Pull the she's trigger. Really, on her. She's really pretty good on the mic, actually. You know what I'm saying? She's, I like the way she says, it's like, cut shit. And then she it's just starts blank. fucking talking. I, yeah, I do like the point blankness. But pull the trigger. Will you, will you get her with these girls here? I mean, she's beating Willow. She's beating Ruby Soho. So you got two of the six ladies I'm predicting in the six way thing. I mean, come on. Actually, she beat, she's also beating Rio. She's beating three out of six. Which gets us to the main event. And 
I, I am in total awe. And there was a video that Brock had sent out prior, which I'd seen before, of El Hijo del Vikingo. I, I have no effing idea. He is Del Viking to me. And this guy is a unbelievable fucking talent. And I was so happy that I actually did not toggle away from this one. He is doing flippity doo dah days. Hits his head. Brock had mentioned it perfectly. During that, hits his head on the ring apron, which, for what some people say, is the hardest part of the ring, and keeps trucking. And it does not stop him from doing these moves. And just, I think it was a 630. I, 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 was straight A's in math. I have report cards to prove that, as JJ found out. Um, I'm telling you, this guy is amazing. Um, Kenny, Kenny takes the W. But huh? No, it's not speculation. It's what is it? Um, allegations. 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 Accusations. Accusations. Allegations. It's erroneous. I'm gonna go with I'm going with uh, Vince Vaughn. It's erroneous, Your Honor. It's erroneous. But uh, Kenny pulls it out. But I I say there this video I sent to you guys. How many shots did Kenny take on the on the noggin and neck? And I'm like, oh my lord. And vice versa. But man, I tell you what, Kenny Kenny's the Energizer Bunny because he takes a licking, but boy, he keeps on ticking. He gets the one winged uh, angel, wins it, rah, rah, rah. What I loved about this, after he wins it, he rolls off of El Vikingo. And no disrespect, sir, I don't speak Spanish. But uh, And then taps him on the chest, like, man, respect, great job. Because the crowd was loving every fucking minute of it. So... To premise this, at the beginning of the show, there was an ambulance for which evidently the uh, Jackson brothers, the Young Bucks, got jumped this evening. So Adam Page, I guess he is now a uh, licensed EMS guy because he decides he's going to drive the ambulance to the hospital that has the Young Bucks and some of the entourage except for... Callous. He didn't drive him, he just drove him back. <laughs> yeah. So after the match, uh, Kenny is going to address the crowd for whatever reason. And here comes the BCC. They ain't done beating people's asses. Earlier in the night, even though he'd already beaten the Dark Order, Stu Grayson, BCC comes out and beats his ass some more. Because I tell you what, after a good afternoon evening of ass whooping, the next thing I want to do is some more ass whooping. So they beat him up. The show. And then they go to the ring. They start beating up Mr. Omega. And on the Titan Tron comes our favorite cowboy with a two by four with about three to four nails through it. So he's ready to fuck somebody up. Now, they didn't time this well because it was a large gap between you first hear the ambulance, which gets everybody's attention, which I thought was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Especially, I'm going to say Cesaro, I'm going to go fuck Sumi. He's like, Urgh! like he's looking around like, shit. He's like a 10-year-old that heard a fucking cop car after he snagged a Snickers out of 7-Eleven. 
And uh, he, I loved it, but it took him too long to get to the ring. But he gets to the ring. So one man, four to six nails, a two by four, fights off the BCC. Then an oddity, Don Callis kind of grabs him and almost immediately takes the two by four to the head. He stops. But for some reason, Callis keeps pulling his arm. I'm not really sure where this storyline is going. But as soon as Kenny starts coming to, Callis releases the arm and falls backwards on his own. Kenny sees this, gets a little miffed. Our favorite cowboy is trying to explain to Kenny, I'm just trying to help you out, bro. And Kenny gets pissed, and him and Don take their ball and go home. I have no idea where that part of the storyline is going. To me, it looked like it was after last week when the BCC was going to jump on the cowboy. The elite came behind him to let the BCC know he had backup, which probably caused this whole melee. Uh, the match is uh, fuck you, whoever. This is a five star sensation. Um, I and this is coming from somebody who loves the old time arm drag and backdrop and all that stuff. But this was just ungodly athleticism. The ending was good. I was a little confused with Don Callis, but I, I love the fact that the BCC they're trying to push at least in a heel way. Rock, you make a good point. They're, you know, they're, they're probably going to be some form of a tweener. Um, tell you what, guys, talk to me. This thing was out fucking standing. It was really, it was so fucking. Yeah. And it's starting to build a story too. Like, I, I am tired of seeing um, Adam Page and uh, and Boxley. Like Adam Page can leave as far as I'm concerned. Um, Love for the cowboy. No, but it was good. It was really freaking good. The BB? So, yeah, I mean, the match was fantastic. But so, first thing I find, and and you had made mention of it, Scuba Steve, uh, I think last recording or whatever. But then it's funny to me that their music has to hit before they like. It's just like play my music. I'm going out there, you know. It's like really, dog. You know what I'm saying? And ever since you said that, every time I watch it, every time it happens, and it happens a lot in wrestling. It I'm like, matter bro, what federation either. Right now, this is the most ridiculous shit ever. Like you, so you wait till your fucking music hits to fucking show up. And the only the only excuses you could give, and then he would still show up before the music hit, right? Is that the guy was right there waiting by the, the entrance, the guy who does the music, and he's oh he's going. Let me put his music on, like Dude, they did in fucking exactly. in, in in major league. But still, yes, he'd probably be out before the music started. There's a fantastic blogger, Simon. It's the same thing. It's like all right, I can't say my friend unless you play my music. Hit it. It's like I'm going, you know. Again, I'm old school, and, and I think the funniest that didn't happen back in the day. The funniest uh, one of those or example of that is when Jeff Hardy first uh, arrived in AEW. And he <laughs> waited for his music and danced at the fucking top of the shit before yeah, he came and, and saved, saved his brother. It saved his brother. That so. was fucking hilarious. So there's that. It's like, yeah, and he's doing the fist pump and everything. His brother's getting his ass whooped in the ring. It's like, hold on a second. You know, it's like if JJ gets jumped by like Rhea Ripley and I'm supposed to come save her, I play my music, but I'm going to sit there and dance like uh, 
Sami Zayn to the ring or, or Seth Rollins while she's getting her ass. But honey, I'll be right there. Hold on. I've got to get my entrance in. You got to give me my 15 minutes right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's that. And now, now, if you, I mean, I'm, I guess you haven't noticed, but they've been laying seeds of, of dissension between Kenny and um, Don. Don Callis for a couple yes. of days, a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to go see the boys in this show, and Don's like, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he, um, he was, I mean, in fact, he was, wasn't he the one who accepted the trio's fucking title yep. match in the first place and all that shit? They, so, like, obviously, he's, you know, there's they something there, but what? I don't, I don't know where that's going. Uh, for my money, I'm hoping it's leading to them leaving the fucking AEW for WWE too. So well, that ain't gonna happen until what the end of the year at the earliest, November, December, from what I've read. But uh, on a side note, I say um, Zack Ryder as a Monday Night Raw, like you know, debut. The Monday after WrestleMania. Come on, God of the Independence! Come on, man. I'm like for show, for show. He's gonna show up. He's gonna show up for show. <clears throat> and he did not hook up his boy either. <laughs> Rock roll, Shaggy. Well, you bring him back in and have a hundred hundred match losing streak again. Come on, man. But once again, he's the you know what I'm saying he has he has fucking uh, leverage now. You know what I mean? Like he was somebody. He definitely is now. He's a contender. There you go. He he absolutely is a contender. But speaking of contenders, this is done. We are we are. Done. We're done with it. We're done. We're done with this. We're done with that. With this. So, yes. before we before we close the show, right? <clears throat> we're not done. I mean, we're only she. We're only shortness right now, dude. We're only what? Dude, we're we're only uh, what? Forty eight minutes into this bad boy. Uh, now we're in forty minutes into this bad boy. Sorry, I still have my clock in uh, Bonifay, Florida time. My bad. So uh let me go on this uh No this impact rant real quick, man, because I things have to be said. I can't. I'm hanging up. I'm things hanging up. gotta be said. You know what I mean? So here we go. Oh Jesus Christ. Tommy Dreamer needs to fucking hang it up. That's number That's one. The third time you said that. I know, and I I I need to drive this point home as hard oh, as no, I can. You've driven it home, my friend. Um it's funny to me that they still, like, you know, as much as I talk shit about them, they, they gotta be doing something right because people still fuck with them. They still have their fucking TV shit. And um, they're even gonna fucking, and this is what proves that, once again, WWE is the shit. They're doing their little fucking forbidden door with, with New Japan that weekend in, in California. So... There's that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody on there is such shit, except for maybe three or four people. 
Like they got Jordan Grace. I think she's she'd be fucking a good. Uh, she's fantastic, bro. She'd be good anywhere. Uh, Mickey James is still uh, fucking extremely talented in in the ring and all that. Man, I'm I'm really stressing to fucking think of a guy that wrestles for this company that I think is fucking anything. What about the human weapon? Nah, man, the nigga's whack, bro. He's corny as fuck. That stupid, the headgear and everything, like, everything about him is whack. I thought he was whack when he was with Ethan Page. I think he's whack now. Oh, the North? Moose is alright, you know what I'm saying? But I think Moose is, he lost his fucking window and he might as well give it up too. No. Yeah, he's, he, he did. He started late though. Man, well, there's nobody on this fucking roster that's fucking. I mean, you got the guns there, alright, but they, they're old as shit too, you know what I mean? Uh, Bully Ray coming back up for what? I mean, he had a I tell you, he had a nice singles revival in that same company. For sure, that was ten years ago. Yeah, he can still do it. The thing is, he can still do it. It's and that was a that was a fucking that was when them niggas came back. The last time the Dudley Boys came back to WWE, I thought for sure that they would let him have a run as Bully Ray, and they didn't. And you know that shit would have worked gangbusters over there. Josh, the the Jordan Grace's husband, Josh, whatever the fuck his last name oh, is. Dude, he is so good, bro. He's really good, but he, you know what I'm saying? I don't see him in the WWE. He's probably better off going to AEW. Because he's little. Yeah. But not only that, but he's, it's, you he's, know. He's stout as fuck, though. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't see him in WWE for some reason. Uh, damn, bro, like this. Dude, if you bring her in, though, I think she would do fantastic work. Yeah. She kind of sent me some proof herself. She went from a smaller Piper Vivin, Vivin, whatever her name is, Dewdrop. Like, she was Husky seven years ago, five years ago, whatever. But, man, I actually, it's funny, uh, I follow her on, like, TikTok, dude, she's almost... Well, now she's going to start doing competitions, like female, kind of like what Bianca Belair did. We talked about two weeks ago. And, like, she has, there's, like, it's lean across the board. It's amazing, her transformation. That's the work she's put in, the work she can do in the ring. Uh, I, again, that, that Flair's last match, that fucking debacle, what, year and a half ago, whatever the fuck it was. One of my favorite matches is the four-way, and even though uh, what's-his-name's daughter got injured early, Paul Ellering, it turned into a three-way, but uh, it was it was great, and she was a big part of that. But, yeah, but that's, uh, uh, that's, that's pretty much my, my shit about TNA, and they need to fucking fix it already. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna do they need to fix it or just get bought the fuck out I mean if they're gonna keep it on you might as well fix it 
I don't think they're really gonna fucking uh, like sell it or stop it. You know what I mean? Uh, at this point, you know what I'm saying? If they've lasted this long, I don't see them going anywhere. I I could not I could not agree more, and and maybe that's for the fucking best. I mean, maybe it's just it's time. There's going to be an island of misfit toys for the rest of their fucking tenure as a wrestling company. I mean, and I actually thought that uh, Tony Khan was going to take them, uh, you know, prior to, but even after uh, the ROH. But the big thing with him with the ROH was just a lot of his guys were prior ROH, but also he wanted that library. So I don't know why you don't make a, a flyer tour TNA and try to get that library too, especially since I guess they're going to announce starting next week, they're having a online service, I believe. So you're going to need content, you know, like that impact uh, channel. That's, that's on what we have Brock. Yeah. It just feels the same fucking shit. It 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 never fucking changes, but you got to try the, you got to watch the one on, on Pluto. Uh, now that one's better. Yes, absolutely. That's super recent, but it's uh, it's it's solid. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? Since we have a minute or two, I'm going to ask you to tell me: overrated, underrated, or rated absolutely correct? I'm going to ask you. Between the men's, women's, and possibly a tag team or two, I want you to tell me: overrated, underrated, or on point, and explain your explain why. JJ, wake up! I'm here. I know. I'm going to start with you. I don't know. I already know the answer to this question, but I want the fans to know, and I want the fans to know why. Overrated, underrated, or dead on the money? Braun Strowman. Oh, incredibly overrated. Explain. Um, he. I will say, and, and I don't, he's gotten better in the ring, but he is nothing major. He's not... Uh, you know, breaking any ceilings. He's not, and I don't expect him to be like uh, a hippity hoppity twisty turny type of guy obviously not in his size but he he's just blah and I hate to hear him talk because he's always spitting and he gets all this yucky in his <laughs> it's just gross like that. yeah it's a gross guy he's a gross guy okay gotcha and his nose is crooked well, when you fight like a badass, that's 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 gonna happen. Brock, Braun no, Strowman, overrated, overrated, or he's dead on the money. He's definitely overrated, Why and I don't he- think he's any better than he was in the ring than he ever was or he ever will be because he's just a big fucking awkward ass nigga. Um, oh, no, he's gotten better. Well, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. No, he hasn't. He's still shitty. All these guys that he's big and he fucking can truck you over is stupid, man. He does have some uh, 
Interesting moves, I guess, is the best part. Uh, well, I'm I'm actually gonna gonna agree with the consensus here. I just now, also, guys, we what I try to put into play with my opinion too is how he's being booked. His best booking was as uh, the muscle, if you will, not that the other guys were small and any. Anyway, but when he was the quote-unquote muscle or the big boy, and that's how they brought him in with the Wyatts. Uh, I just kind of think that he kind of needs something of that nature. I just don't see a, a, an aspect of, of him being on his own. I mean, it was great that he won the title during COVID. He, I think he put in the work. He deserves it. But playing up now, he's in even better shape than he was prior but in the ring work I think he's better but he's he's I don't know guys out of out of 10 what is he about a six on the mic uh, I wouldn't even go that far not overshooting it I was I don't even I don't even see what you guys are seeing in terms of he's getting better in any way shape or form because I see him do the same fucking bullshit every fucking match so it's he is he is he is, a, he is sucking less. I guess is probably what I would say. But so we're pretty much in consensus. No matter how we got to that consensus, we are consenting the fact of overrated. So let's let's go with. Um, I hate doing this one. I really do. I'm I'm torn. Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez, former Braun Strowman, plus one. Overrated, underrated, or used perfectly at this point? We start with JJ. Let's start with uh, BB. Uh, she's all right where she's at right now, you know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like they were trying to push her too fast, too soon, and I like the fact that they pumped the brakes a little bit on it. And let them continue building her up, and she'll be all right. Double, double, double. J- My favorite double, Jay. Go ahead. Um, I think I'm gonna have to agree with it. As much as I like Raquel, uh, and I thought she was great in NXT, um, I have not been impressed with her since she came up. I mean, obviously that's that's got to do with what they're booking her for, but she's also kind of been blah. So I, I just. I don't know. I I'm going under, and and my problem is that you touched it. It's I'm blaming booking. All right, she comes in, hundred percent smiley, smiley. I don't think I'm not saying she needs to have resting bitch face, but it's like she came in super kissing babies, high fiving everybody, yep. and shaking hands. I'm sorry. On a parade float. You know, and, and, and that, but, but okay, but they didn't pay that off. Like, why? Like, why is it like that? Now, she's still doing the back flex, but she's not as much kissing the fans' ass. I'm going to go under, I, but not by her. It's by the booking. And I'm hoping, I'm going to be honest here. I can't even say this. I hope her and the future Miss XBB make, they, they stay together. And like BB kind of said, was like, let's get her in some more bigger matches, possibly like tag team championship matches. 
and move forward. I hope that's what they do. I think they're underused, under, uh, she's underrated based on what they've done to this point. But again, I think it's something that is very, very fixable. Which leads me to my next, and I think I know the answer. We're going to go I think, with. I think this needs to be your last there, Scuba Steve. Give me okay. just a second. I go. I'll be right back. Well, he's taking a pause for the cause, ladies and gentlemen. JJ, you okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Falling asleep. Are you serious? I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be none of that. Hmm? Don't be none of that. Hmm? What time do you need to get up in the morning? I don't know. Well, you're working, right? Yeah. I haven't signed up for anything yet. I'm going to try to get up super fucking early because the earlier I get up, the more hours I can actually have because of that uh, workflow routine. Mm. I said the word try. Yeah. I figure I'll do like uh, you said, I'll let God decide. Mm. I mean, I've been waking up by like... Really have. I thought yeah. the latest, so if that, I'll just see if if that. Yeah, he's really he's really ticked about this. Mm-hmm. Poor guy, man. She's the devil. <laughs> Just like football. Football devil. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Excuse me. So we're back here, and we're about to listen to Scuba Steve's last... Uh, Whatever the fuck this was. Go ahead, Scuba Steve. It's the last one? I had three more, but okay. Underrated. Swerve Strickland, underrated, overrated, or used. Oh, just right. Well, I don't know he if did. he's underrated, but he's underused, that's for sure. All right. Well, I kind of consider the both. I mean, if the if the booker, the agent, the company underrates him, then they're not going to book him correctly, in my opinion. I, don't I, know, I think sometimes bookers are just fucking stupid. Uh, I definitely think he's underrated. Why is that? He's very, very good in the ring. I don't think he's been given a chance uh, yes. NXT to really prove his worth. They started yeah. doing something with him and, and, um, and Keith Lee. With it, which, if you ask me again, Keith Lee is extremely underrated. He was uh, going to be my next guy, but I got I got plugged. I got pulled. Yeah, but uh, no. And I think that they both could do a world of difference. No, I couldn't. I could not agree more. This cat should be in the title hunt 
24-7. No, not not in the title hunt for the 24-7 title. But this guy is so underutilized, like BB kind of said. But I'm wondering uh, how I, many of these cats are these uh, the disgruntled uh, want to leave guys that uh, Darby Allen was alluding to. That 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 is going to be an interesting thing to watch over time, you know. But I I don't I don't like that fact either. Can we just, you know, if if you're wrestlers, should just shut the fuck up, do the job they're paid to do. You know, if you're disgruntled, dude, talk to your wife, your significant other, kick your dog, whatever. But don't I don't like these things where they're you know this debacle. Last year with CM Punk and the, and the guys, it's which we still even after this long don't have an answer to, and to the point I don't want one. But you know, disgruntled, I think the three of us can easily say, "Hey, there's times at our jobs we're very disgruntled." But I'm damn sure not going to post that shit on social media, even though legally they're not supposed to be able to use it. But it ain't nobody's business. I have an issue. That's up to me. So, I, I don't know. And, and if I'm swerving, I'm going to be honest, I am fucking disgruntled. You know, you kind of gave him a, a lackluster return, in my opinion. His return was him walking out calmly and talking to Tony Schiavone. Sorry, Tony, but, you know, that that was just kind of a, a party pooper entrance to, to what I think is a very talented person. And at NXT, he started getting a good rub there, uh, North American champ and such. Him and Keith Lee, I thought, were an interesting dynamic. But now he's there. When's the last time he's been on television? Was it the him and the uh, Rhodes match? Am I missing a match? I don't even know. No, lies. Lies. It was, uh, no, it was him and the jabroni with the neck tattoos. With with Rhodes and Keith Lee, and that was three. Was it three weeks ago, guys? All right. Uh, I don't even remember. It was that long ago. That's the sad part, right there. You you should remember Swerve Strickland on a weekly fucking basis because that's how good he is. Keith Lee was my next one. Same damn thing. I don't, you know, and and maybe it's it, we've had so many discussions off line, if you will, at the house of talking about. You know, did Tony get by too much talent, especially not having the, no, I say on television talent because he does have the shows on YouTube and hopefully a show for ROH. Maybe he bought too much damn talent. He doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. And that's why these people are sitting. You don't see certain people for two, three, four weeks. No, and it's it's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? And then, once again, this is why when we see somebody like Jeff Jarrett on the screen, it pisses us off because he's taking time away from some other cat that could be fucking using this time. Now, and then, I'm all for you pushing your homegrown guys, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But that's your, that's your prerogative, yes. You signed motherfucking all these people from WWE because they were big names, and you didn't do shit with them. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like WWE did to you when they were signing up everybody and kind of not doing shit with them either. But at least a lot of those guys got a shot to do some shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. they were doing all right in NXT and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? 
Like at this point, for me, it's either you use them or let them go. Yeah, and if they love you, they'll come back, right? Isn't that the song? Something if you like love that. the if you love the wrestler, you let him go. Uh-huh. And if they love you, they're gonna they're gonna come back. But yeah, it, I, uh, just you know. And how many stories have the three of us read, heard over decades of time? Is Vince was notorious, like, hey, sign this contract for two more years, okay? What's my gimmick? What am I gonna do? I don't know yet. Just sit at home. He would rather pay you to sit at home. So WCW and now AEW or TNA or New Japan can't get you. And it's like, you know, and that was the interesting thing with um, Jimmy and Christmas. God bless his soul. Um, Harper. Um, or, yeah, uh, but that's not his real name. It's uh, Lee. Um, I'm so sorry. Yes, Bradley. He he said no. He, they were gonna give him uh like a three year deal and, and a six figures per per year and just to sit his ass. They said we we just want you to sit home. Nope, fuck you. I'm gonna go do my thing. And it's 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 like well if I can't have it nobody can and I don't like that mentality. So BB, you're absolutely correct. It's like man, you know now if there's a if there's an injury or let's say right now WWE. They're, they're, they're starting to plan after WrestleMania. Hey, BB, I need you to sit. I need you to sit for like two months, but you're going to come in the raw after WrestleMania and do this. That's different. This has been the 730, not the 730 podcast. See, fuck me up. So yeah, we're not as good as the 730 podcast. No. I'm never invited. So anyway, this has been Crap. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. For myself, Double B Brock Brolic. And Double S Scuba Steve. Yeah! And double J Just Jesse. <laughs> this has been I already said it was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, for the two guys that are still listening out there, we're going to see you next week for the WrestleMania. Where I will once again dominate. You're going down like a cheap hooker, kid. I am going to dominate the WrestleMania. Be like, oh my God, I am the winner again. <laughs> again? JJ won the first one. But I yeah. Won. You know, the only consistent person here, guys, you slackers, is me. It's tough to be consistent with last. Consistent with last every time. It's tough. It hurts. Get that shit together. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. We love you a long time. Heavyweight primate with a heart in mind. 
blunt filled with a citrus mixture orange lime Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind Born to ride when the spring summer shine Bonafide, eyes wide running high You don't want the revolution to be televised Terrified from the Arab mountain death camps With the iron burning high give you chest stamps Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece With or without lead burn about an ounce cheap To the neck like a razor for the stubble Raise aside the struggle blazing in a hundred years Think a hole through the land in it Leather slippers in the sand motherfuckers couldn't stand in it Myself on the back, don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk shack I attack. Close the window to your soul, weed inside my lung burn. These old suckers getting placed into a young urn. Specialized like the little bus. Use my chubby little finger for us to stimulate the clitoris. King Kong ain't got shit on us. I'm out here getting it for real while you motherfuckers fill a bus. Weed in my finger flicker, I'm on a solo mission. Started at pole position, eyes on a long division. As it burn my thumb, I roll another one. Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son. Shoot the gold gift, leave your hoe stiff, make your hoe sniff. Hootie in the blowfish, hope they the cold kid. Cause every motherfucker in here rockin' low dip. I'm on that old shit. Always likes to pat himself on the back.